I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We were on with Jean trying to figure out how uh, her printer is working. So, Jean, we're working on trying to get your IP address, right? Right. So I went to um, properties on, where, well, let's see, where was I? I went to the, the you know, where it says... it. Um, my little windshield wiper that I call it. Yeah. And and it tells me I'm connected, tells me the last three digits that, you know, I'm connected and I'm secure. All right. What's your IP address? Did it tell you? No. So and I went into that. It says properties. Yeah. And properties, it shows me uh, connect automatically when in range, make this PC discoverable, metered connection, properties. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yes, it does give me an... You can tell us this. This is not like telling me your password. So Are what you is sure? it? Yes. You're not trying to trick me. I'm not. I would never do that to you. <laughs> all right. Well, it's got actually like all kinds of different ones. It's got IPv6 address, IPv4 address. V4 is what we really want. Okay, one nine. It's yeah. It's actually doesn't. Ha- it it goes to one six eight one, one six eight one dot one dot seventy eight. Uh, you're dot seventy eight. So you are one nine two one six eight one dot network. Yep. And everything is getting into address from generally one up to two fifty six. So you're at seventy eight. Your computer is sitting at seventy eight. Right. Your your computer can change its IP address and everything will work fine. Your internet will still work fine because um it doesn't you're not pushing something to it. If you wanted to communicate with another computer, you'd need to know its IP address. In this right. case, you're printing to a printer. Right. And that printer's IP address, I bet, is changing on you. So what you need to do is go to the printer itself and give it a fixed IP address. So rather than having it obtain one uh-huh. the way you are on your computer getting to 78, yep. you want to set the IP address on your printer to a known number, 192.168.1.200 or something. Right. That would be a good, uh, good number. It may say that right now that it's either DHCP or automatic. Right. And you would want to change it to either manual or static, depending right. on what it asks for. So I would change it to manual? Yep, or static. Some, or static. Yeah, you want to force that address to always be something you say. And so, and you're saying it would make sense to do it to like 192.168.1.200? Like yes, because the chances are low that, that your DHCP server is going to hand out. I mean, it could still do it. Uh, but if it's set it at 200, you'll have a conflict. So when it tries to hand out 200, um, 
if the printer's on, it wins already because it can't handle it. You know, you're not going to have both of them conflict. So, so. And, and it wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that I supposedly had Windows involved. Not really. So your Windows is trying to find the printer, and it, se- it sees it as offline because the Windows uh, driver is probably looking at a different IP address. But once I took it off Windows, you know, when I clicked off Windows, then it started printing. It went to try to find it most likely. It established and said, oh, I see it over here. Or maybe the driver's smart enough to talk uh, – to it to itself uh, under a different way so that it's not using IP and it communicated and said, hey, I'm over here. Yep. Um, that's probably what happened. But once you set your, your printer to be at 200, you then need to go to the printer driver and say, my printer is always at 200 and you have to set a port for that. Okay. We're going to put a link up at Computer Talk because this is not something we can walk you through all, uh, this morning. But if you look at Computer talk. We're gonna. There's a there's a link that we're putting up there that'll help you understand the other side of this equation, which is setting up your driver. Okay. Um, and that's really the key here: is you set your printer up to be a specific IP, and then you set your driver up to say, "Look to this IP." And then everybody in your network, any of your kids' computers, or yeah. See, I don't have anybody else in my network. I'm it. Oh, how close is that printer to your computer? Pardon me. How close is that printer physically to your computer? Well, usually I keep my computer upstairs. Okay. And, and basically my uh, printer and my um, all my Wi-Fi connection stuff is downstairs. What it, so you have to go get up out of your desk and walk downstairs to get your printer, to get your print your prints? Yeah, I actually do. I know. Well, it used to be that, you know, I had a, a big, a regular um, big PC. Yeah. Not a PC, you know, a computer. Yeah. Down there, and that whole setup was down there. And then, you know, now once I became wireless, but literally... I've been wireless and using this. Uh, this is a printer that you guys, that you actually, I think yeah. it was Eric, yeah. who suggested that I, when I was deciding to buy it, which is almost nine years old now. Ooh, wow, I made a good recommendation. And you did. It's just a Toshiba, <laughs> and really, actually, people come, and, you know, I one time I had somebody here, and he's like amazed. He was like, I was really surprised. Well, the other so. thing about this, then, is to consider moving it up next to your computer. And that way, if you connect it directly to your computer, guess what? It'll always work. So that's with a U- USB yeah. port. You, you actually connect it rather than making it wireless. Correct. And right. that'll always work. And you, have to, you won't have to mess with this anymore. Yeah, that's but, true. But if you want to try the high-tech stuff we just talked about. Um, yeah, I'll see. Yeah. With the other thing would you put out there, you don't have to walk me through it now, but about, about cleaning out my cache again. I know you've put it out there before, yeah. but if you put it out there again, I'll go in. How to clean out your browser cache? I guess my browser cache. Yeah, what browser are you using, Jeannie? Jean. Oh, you know what? I'm using Chrome. All right, now. so we'll put a link to how to clear Chrome browser cache. Not a problem. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, what, you know, the whole thing we just went through with, with Gene is definitely an issue when it comes to wireless printing because they, every time you turn it off or every time it obtains a new address, your whole network needs to know where it went. And if you don't set a static and a reservation within DHCP – and it's hard to set a reservation in DHCP in a firewall that is not your own. You just can't trust Comcast's firewall to stay there. The moment there's a problem with your internet connection, what are they going to do, Bob? Firmware update. Or default it. And then all your settings are gone. And you spent all this great time trying to set up these reservations, and then they blow them away because they want to get your internet back up because that's all they care about. So if you buy your own wireless firewall in between you and the internet provider, you now have control, and then you can do whatever you want on your system. You can put in... Open DNS and get a nice secure connection. All sorts of great things you can do when you have control yourself. Let's go on to uh, Robert in Hartford next. Hey, Robert. What's up? Uh, good morning. Morning. 
Um, I um, a couple of months ago I did a systems uh, restore. However, uh, made an error and I restored it to the beginning of time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have Windows Seven Professional, and I have a problem with my email, which worked fine before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can send and receive emails, but I was going uh, to a, a local supermarket chain to set up my an account with them. Mm-hmm. And when I try to uh, put in the email address, uh, and I, I've got this message before, it says, could not perform this operation because the default mail client is not properly installed. And when I go to the default programs, it, there isn't any email default program. So what are you using to send and receive email? I, I, I go through Yahoo Mail. Okay, so it's a browser-based connection. Okay. Right. Oh. I see. <laughs> We're all having fun, Robert. <laughs> I, I knew that. Yeah. So you're not using a mail client. You're using a browser-based interface. Go ahead, right. Bob. But when you go to send a mail, let's say you go to a website, mm-hmm. and uh, they put an icon up for you to talk to send them an email, you need a mail client uh, set up on your on your computer so that it'll actually do that. Otherwise, you don't have your mail client up because you can't do it through a so browser. So you don't have your default mail client set. Configured. So right. your your default mail client could be, this is in Windows 7, so you can use it. Is it MS Mail? They have a, let me mm, see. Or you can use uh, Firebird, through which is a email from uh, Mozilla. Okay, Firebird. Yeah. But we're going to try to find the Microsoft one. For some reason, it's escaping my brain. It used to be um, Outlook Express, which was actually really good email client, but I think they called it um, Microsoft Yeah, Mail. I don't even have Outlook on my machine anymore. Right, you blew everything away. I, uh, yeah. Back to the beginning of time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd cry. Yeah. You have, you have something better to do today than this, right? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would I come over to my house and fix my garage doors? That's what I got to do. Oh, okay. do got? <laughs> no, no thanks. <laughs> My ice maker stopped working too. I gotta fix that. What do you, what do you got? What's the dark, what's the name of the default mail client at Windows Seven? I'm, I'm uh, working on it, but well, I I I I've been doing some research, and you know, for like the last two months, and and I keep on seeing that a Windows Seven doesn't have um a, a default mail. It should. It's, it's it like, does. It does. It, okay. It's uh not Microsoft Mail. Just a second, I'll get it for you. We're having like a Windows 7 brain fart. <laughs> uh, what is it? There's just some things you don't bother remembering anymore. Because um, we like Outlook, obviously, for our business clients. It's all Outlook. Uh, what is it? It's funny. It doesn't even give you the name when you do a search. Windows Live Mail. Ah, there it is. All right. So you should find in your programs Windows Live Mail. Okay, I've, I've come across that. Okay, so you need to set up your um, inbox and out your, your your account settings have to be set up within Windows Live Mail. So you have to know your Yahoo username, password. You're going to have to have ports you have to set up, and then when you go to your your supermarket site there and it wants to interface, it can use the Windows Live Mail to actually produce that connection. Okay, I I did go um, to um, that 
or I tried to get to Windows Live Mail, yeah. and every time I I click on the a link, um, it it just says uh, there's a connection problem. Fix you know your connection. To bring up Windows Live Mail or to send and receive mail? No, to, to just to get into Windows Live Mail. All right, then we have to find a link as to how to install or reinstall Windows Live Mail for you. Um, okay. I got a link for you. Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, we've got one for you. Nice. So we'll put a link for you to try to get Windows Live Mail installed. You could also choose Outlook. You can purchase Outlook um, as an option as well. Okay. But do the free is, is one. Is that an expensive uh, purchase? It can be. So just try the try the free one. Or you can try Thunderbird. You need a mail client on your machine to do what you want to do. Okay. And it has to be configured uh, to work with Yahoo Mail. So you're going to have to go and look at the Yahoo Frequently Asked Questions as to how to configure, send, and receive with uh, within Yahoo Mail as far as their mail servers, their ports, how to put your password in. Okay, because when I stuff. first got my computer, um, it was uh, my email You know, is still sbcglobal.net. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, you know, stuck with Yahoo when AT&T, you know, sold right. the frontier. When all the baby bells all got back together and now we have the big, I know, the right? big monopoly yeah. again. Decades ago they had to separate and mm -hmm. now we're back. They're one big happy family. Yeah, how's your, how's your phone bill look? Um, <laughs> we'll put a link. I still have a landline. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, we oh, do. Yeah, that's what I'm calling on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do too. We use Uma though. It only cost me five bucks. Oh, Nice. So we're, we've got the link out here for you, Robert, and uh, go ahead and use Windows Live Mail. Configure the mail client within Windows Live Mail, and that should allow you to do what you're trying to do with your supermarket. And uh, if that doesn't work, you can always try Thunderbird, which I think is free as well from Mozilla. We can put a link up there for you, too. Okay, you, got, you guys are great, and uh, good luck with your garage door opener. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. You know, it's kind of funny. So, I mean, I'm not that handy. I think I've told you guys that enough times. Um, so I'm putting up the springs for my garage door, right? And it's really not rocket science. I can do this, right? I mean, it's not, you don't have to be the sharpest tack. You don't have to even be that handy. And, um, somehow I managed to screw it up or it turns out that you have to buy different lengths of wire because every time I would have the garage door go back down, I'm changing the spring out that popped, right? And it's a light door. It's like 90 pounds. It's nothing. I mean, you can lift the garage door with like two fingers. It's nothing to it. The, sp the, the spring would travel further and actually bang into the pulley mechanism because it was extending too far, like like I'm short on a wire. So I'm YouTubing this thing to try to figure this out. Clearly, I'm the only ding-a-ling that came across this problem because nobody on YouTube has a solution. I think it has to do with my length of my wire. But it shouldn't be rocket science. I mean, I'm pulling my hair out trying to put up a silly garage door spring. Is it the uh, torsion spring? No, spring? no, I'd kill myself if or I did it those. Has a long, it's just the long straight ones that. <clears throat> I think they don't they run those with a cable. Yeah, and then they have like um, pulleys. Yeah, like exactly. A block and tackle. The pulley was banging into with the connection at the bottom end, so it wouldn't autumn, uh, close all the way. So I must have a short wire, but it looked like they're all universal. I think maybe it has some sort of a um, string or wire that pulls it back out of the way, so it doesn't get too nope. close. No, nope. no, my luck. So that's what I got to work on today. That's my <clears throat> life. Let's step out for a quick break, right, Matt? Get back to more of your calls. We've got Don and Peter on the line. Two lines open for you. This isn't like a home builder's hour, so don't bother helping me with my spring. I'll figure that out myself. We'll be right back. And we are back. We were thinking of the wrong bird. I think I said firebird. It's thunderbird. Did I say thunderbird? I can't remember. I think you did. I did, okay. 
that's another uh, free mail client. In terms of my, um, Windows Live Mail was end of support as of January 2017. That's probably why Bob and I couldn't recall it. Um, we don't use it much, but uh, Thunderbird's an option as well as Opera's got a mail client that's free. So that's what we would recommend you try. Let's go on to, what do we got here? Don and Gramby next. Hey, Don. Hey, how are you? Doing fine. How are you? Good. I loved your story about your garage door opener and how it's making you feel stupid because that's how I feel with my problem. Yeah, that's a great thing about this world. You know, we all have our skill sets. <laughs> that's it. Um, I'm trying to hook Comca- or, um, Chromecast to my TV through my computer. Yeah, just that whole sentence. Saying, oh, it's really straightforward and it's easy. Right. All right, so here's my problem. Yep. The Chromecast is connected. Yep. I go to my computer and go to Chromecast.com or whatever the setup place is. Right. Um, the screen on the TV shows the code. Nice. That you then say on your computer, yes, and you hit next. Right. The next screen is to put in your Wi-Fi connection and your password. And at that point, it does show my correct Wi-Fi connection that I have in the house. Yeah. The icon is uh, the um, not the icon. The um, the prompt is blinking in the password box. It will not let me print anything. Print at all. Now I've I've tried numerous times. And when I finally looked, what it's doing is it's disconnecting the wireless from my computer for some reason. So I can't do anything with the computer, and I can't find any help for this. Yeah. Hmm. You said print. <laughs> you mean you mean type it in, right? Right. I can't type anything in. Numbers, letters, nothing. The prompt just sits there and keeps keeps blinking. When you put the code in, it's supposed to then know, hey, this Comcast is on this network. That's what I thought. And, I'm sorry, Chromecast <laughs> is on this network, and it should just work. Right. And, and I can see that it shuts off um, down on the bottom of my computer. Shuts and, off your Wi-Fi. What is it, the toolbar or whatever. It shows that the, the uh, Wi-Fi has been disconnected, and as soon as I get out of there, it connects right back up again. So the IP address is, is banging in. You have an IP conflict. For some reason, your Chromecast is getting the same IP as your computer? What are the odds of that? that well, I, yeah, that's what it's doing. I mean, that's the number that comes up in the box above the password, But and I was assuming that was correct because it's connecting to my Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, but you don't want to have the same IP address as your computer. For your computer to go offline when your Chromecast goes online is yeah. an IP conflict. So for yep. some reason, so all I can think of is your computer has a very strange IP address. Oh. Because um, Comcast, Comcast, Chromecast should choose one that's going to be kind of unique. But for some reason, you're getting the same IP address, literally knocking off your, your computer. That's, that's bizarre. exactly it. Now, there, it does show a couple others. Should I just click? A couple other what? It shows a different, a couple different IP addresses. Yeah, you could try that. So just try clicking on a different one and see what happens. Yeah, because you don't want your computer to go offline. No. Um, that's bizarre. That's a good one. Um, oh, good. It, it shouldn't. It <laughs> shouldn't it's do not that. Just me, because I'm feeling pretty stupid. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's not just you. And these things are supposed to be straightforward. But if you are noticing that it's dropping, you must have a conflict. When the Chromecast comes on, it's getting an IP address that your computer is using. So if it gives you a way to choose a different one or change your computer's IP address. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Want to give her some ideas, Bob? Sure. <clears throat> well, we, we can post a link. Okay. I mean, yeah. To change it, yeah. It'd be through the Wi-Fi. We're going to tell you to uh, either re- refresh your Wi-Fi or choose a different IP address. Try it. Oh, the, try it the first how way. How does that affect my computer? It'll just get a different dr- address and it shouldn't, con- shouldn't conflict with your Chromecast. 
okay. It's not a big what deal. What I would do is just disable uh, your wireless, Nick, and then mm-hmm. re-enable it. Well, that'll get a new one. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I did try doing that, actually, and it did the same thing. So you're getting the same address. Right. All right, Don, we're going to um, try choosing the other IPs, yep. and we're going to let you go, but call us back if, it, if you still have trouble. All right. I'm not home, so I'd have to call you next week, but well, I, I'll definitely give this a try, and you'll have something on your on our um, site. Yep. website. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your help. You got it, Don. Yep. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And then um, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock and stick around. Dr. Alessi will be in next. Taking, uh, I'm trying to give you a second opinion on your health advice. Taking your questions as well. And uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We kind of opened the show in the first hour about uh, a new law in Honolulu where uh, if you were looking down at your cell phone, you can be fined between, I think it's like 35 up to 90 bucks for walking across the street while looking at your cell phone. And uh, Mike G. posted something out of Denver. A man in a wheelchair, he was ticketed because he couldn't get across the street fast enough in his wheelchair. They gave him 20 seconds to take his wheelchair across the street. And he was uh, basically five feet away from the curb, and uh, he got clipped by an SUV. And he got the ticket. So in Denver... Even though you're in a wheelchair within a crosswalk, it's your problem. That's just mind-boggling in the year 2017. I mean, we can't even be courteous. You really don't even understand being courteous. The guy's in a crosswalk. How do you clip a guy in a wheelchair in a crosswalk? There should be a law. <laughs> oh, there is one. <laughs> um, everything we've talked about is posted, Facebooked, and uh, tweeted to you guys, and... Uh, also, for the Chromecast, one thing I didn't think of, uh, there's usually two um, levels of signal you can use, 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz for the broadcast, and Chromecast likes 2.4 better. Uh, you might want to see if you can get in on the 2.4 gigahertz if you're broadcasting that in your Wi-Fi network. Those are some of the ideas. There's also, we're gonna, there's an 800 number where you can call Chromecast themselves, and they'll be happy to get you connected, too, if there's something else. But if we try the different IPs, you try the different uh, Wi-Fi. I think between those two things, you should get connected. You're, it's not generally it's not a problem um, to interface with uh, Chromecast on your Wi-Fi, especially if you get the code and you're able to enter the code. But he, she gets dropped, so she must be getting the same IP address. So reset your IP address. Let's go on to Peter in Wallingford next. What's going on, Peter? Hello. Hello. I've got a problem with uh, Firefox. Uh, starting on October 18th, suddenly it will not connect to any URL. Wow. I've got a Windows, I think they did an update on that date, I'm not sure, because I tried uninstalling Firefox and reinstalling it, and it doesn't help any. It comes up with the Firefox start page, hmm. any URL I type in there, I hit return, and it just goes back to uh, search or enter an address. Hmm. Uh, have you tried a different browser? I have Internet Explorer, that works. All right, how about and Chrome? I tried downloading Chrome, and after it downloaded and installed, it said I didn't have an internet connection. <laughs> so... Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking maybe it uh, could be a firewall issue. It could be. I don't have any uh, antivirus or anything running, just Windows Defender. All right. Do you have the filter going that we talk about, OpenDNS? Uh, 
no. Okay, you should do that. Right, I but, know. But, <laughs> but um, so what do you think, Bobby? He's not able to surf the internet. I got a uh, article just coming up here. <clears throat> Firefox can't load websites, but other browsers can. Yeah, I think I found a similar one, and nothing they said there seemed to help other than the, you've got something running that's blocking it. So. Yeah, so that, I think there is something blocking um, because you've tried. Uh, IE can't be your only solution. That that doesn't make any sense. No, and I know you've, I've used uh, Firefox for years. Yeah. Uh, without any issue, I've got another machine, uh, Windows. It was supposed to be a Windows 10, but it was an 8.1 when I opened the box. Yeah. But that works fine. You know, okay. On the same house, the same okay. internet. I'm on DSL. So then it comes back to this machine itself. So it's not your firewall. You've already proven that because of what you just told me. Unless there's something internal in the machine. Right. The Windows firewall unique to the machine. Yes, um, that would be unique to the machine if that's blocking something. Is there um, a way to, uh, I doubt it is. I doubt it is. I think it's a third. I tried turning it off without any, but I didn't reboot after I turned it off. Maybe I had to no, do that. No, I think you've got something else going on. I think you have some sort of malware because that's kind of the reaction you would get from malware where it's trying to hijack your browser, but it's not able to. It's trying to hijack the connection. I think you have malware on your machine. What operating system is this, Peter? Uh, it's 7. Windows 7. Have you run malware bytes on it to see if you're yeah. infected? And you're not? Nope, nothing there. Hmm. And I ran the Windows Defender scan. Uh, that, for some reason, does not update the uh, uh, the database automatically, but I just did it manually again this morning and ran that, and it found nothing wrong. Windows Defender should update automatically, so again, that leads back database. towards... Database. For a long time, the, the database is not. I found online a place where you click on, and it will download the database for you, so I did, I've been doing that. Through Microsoft? Right. Are you sure? Are you sure it's Microsoft you're getting that update from? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it was from. Uh, uh, I just had the link. If it's Windows Defender database database rus dot com, that would not be something I'd want you to download. <laughs> okay. It was uh, mpam uh, is the file it downloads. Okay. That that could be the name of the file, but be careful with that. Windows Defender should update itself. Mbam is malware bytes. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not Windows Defender. M-P-A-M X 64 M-P-A-M. Now that's a little different. M-P-A-M. Yeah, that's, where it, that's where it had me go. That's what the file it downloads for the Windows Defender update. Yeah, well, again, you're having to manually do it. It makes me think you have something going on with your machine. Okay. Because um, what you're experiencing is obviously some sort of browser hijack. Uh, uh, if you're able to use some browsers and not others, it would be within your cache. You've already unloaded and reinstalled. Firefox, same result. Um, I assume all your caches are cleared. On the, the Actually, was, uh, prior to this happening, I'd gone through and uh, I'd rebooted the machine and I cleared all my histories, and I've done that periodically because yeah. I tend to leave the machine up for days at a time, mm -hmm. and cleared all history. And it was after that, and suddenly I clicked home, which I have foxnews.com for a home page, mm -hmm. and it wouldn't go to it. So I tried typing it in manually, and it just... Wouldn't go. Okay, it could also be this. We could be thinking of this too harsh, harshly. You have, a, you could have a DHCP problem or DNS problem on this config. So your 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 other computer is getting maybe better DNS than you've set up in this machine. So you could have it's an older machine. You could have old uh, DNS um, IPs that are that are no longer as good as the current one. So if you consider running with Open DNS as your DNS and see if that solves your issues. That could be simply your issue is that you're using old DHC, DNS server IP addresses that are causing this issue. If we assume your browsers are fine, we assume you're not infected, mm -hmm. 
the only other assumption would be that you have some sort of DNS problem where the server you're trying to use for DNS is is either no longer there from your provider or it's having a problem. Yeah, I, I, th- I don't know if I mentioned, I, I run DSL over the phone line, so the IP is always changing that's being supplied to me. Your public IP, but your DNS IPs could be something that have were set way back when, when you oh, first well, did yeah, it. I've had this machine for probably three years now. Yeah. It was a, a refurbed uh, HP Pavilion G Series. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you to try is to put in OpenDNS's DNS addresses. Uh, or or even Google's. Explorer to load that, or you'd have to go to your networks and sharing center and go into your IP uh, settings as far as uh, under your under your network connections, and you'd have to set the DNS IP addresses rather than obtain them. Or if they already are set, that could be your snag. One of them is an old one. I'm I'm guessing one of them is an old one. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> okay, under network and sharing center, then uh... you should have your network set up your network settings. Change adapter settings, manage manage wireless networks. What do you think? Uh, adapter settings, probably? Yeah. Well, if he's in under... Windows 7. Change adapter settings, you could go in there. You'd want to get in under... You're doing wireless, correct? Right. So you'd right-click on that and choose the properties. And under... Uh, manage wireless networks, right-click. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You don't want to be under the wireless networks. You want to be under the Wi-Fi properties. So you should see Internet Protocol version version 4, and you choose the properties for that. What I would do is manually put in, use the following DNS server IP address, which would be 208.67.222.222, and the alternate server would be 208.67.220.220. And 208.67.222.222. See if those if that solves things for you by using that DNS server. Okay, and that was under a a setting for DNS server. Under your TC, uh, it's under your uh, TCP/IP protocol IPv4. I haven't found that, but I'll be it's able to look it up. Yeah, it'll be in your network settings, and they should have DNS settings that you can actually input. And I bet you either have ones in there or you're obtaining them, and there could be something wrong with the, the DSL DNS that you're getting. If that doesn't solve it, I, then I still think you've got malware. <clears throat> you've got Frontier, correct? Right. Correct. So you may have uh, some of the older Frontier IP uh, DNS yeah. um, settings so. That didn't come over from AT&T and right. suddenly stopped working. Right. And that could be your problem very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm shooting for that as being your issue. Up on it or? Your newer machine has different uh, DNS settings. So if you really want to get into the weeds, you can go into a command prompt and do ipconfig forward slash all. And you'll see all the settings for IP. And you'll have to scroll down and see what your DNS settings were. Do that on your on your Windows 10 machine. and the, that was in the, IP config slash all? IP config forward slash all. Right. And that'll show you all the settings that for, for your IP address settings. Look for DNS, and you'll see what your Windows 10 machine is using versus what this machine is using. If they're both using... 8.1, but... Okay. If they're both using the same DNS settings, then I'm back to thinking you have malware. Okay. If, if, compare the DNS settings between the two. Good, good idea. All right. Okay. I've, I've played with that before because I have a set of wireless uh, Wi-Fi cameras. Well, if you're if you're skilled in these areas, Peter, strongly consider setting up OpenDNS while we're talking about all this okay. stuff. Uh, the the addresses that 
Bob just gave you were, were OpenDNS addresses. The, the beauty of actually logging in as a free user of OpenDNS is you can configure some of the security settings for yourself. That'll prevent malware. That'll prevent all sorts of great things. Um, just having the IPs are one thing, but you can have better security by allowing them to help protect you from some of the bad stuff on the Internet. Right. Similar to what I set up with the cameras for the port settings. Right. So okay. I would look at that while you're doing all this because it can be done at the same time. Okay. You know, mainly comparing between the two. Of, I can put them side by side here. Yeah, yeah. And be able to look at the two. Very See if good. the two are different. Okay. If worse comes to worse, I'm headed back down to Texas in a couple of weeks, and I've got a... Uh, an IT specialist guy down there. We go to Thanksgiving, so I'll haul my machine over to him. <laughs> there you go. I, I would think you've got malware if, if this doesn't work. There's something on your okay. machine. Yeah, yeah, I say malware bytes. I say updated the latest definitions on it and ran mm -hmm. it, but it could be an issue that I... Yeah, there's some tools that don't catch everything, so... Right. If this doesn't work, i got a feeling you do have malware. Okay. All right, Peter. Time to recycle the machine. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Listen to you guys all the time. I try and do it over the internet from down Texas too. So I appreciate it. When I get bored on Saturday, <laughs> we try to I'm spice a up your day. We're up here for the summer, so awesome. Willing for it, so. Thanks again. You got it, sir. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. bye. Um, yeah, I mean, OpenDNS. I can't stress it. If you guys haven't set it up, please consider it. You'll be much safer on the network, on the internet, and uh, your kids will be safer. Anybody on your network will be safer, and the chances of getting malware are much lower. Uh, take a break here, Matt. Take a break. We have to take a break. We're going to take a quick break. Back to more here. Matt's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> back to your calls. Uh, Cheryl, hang on. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And uh, we used to open the show reminiscing about when Al Gore created the internet way back when in 95 and we would have a website of the week and uh, the website that we would talk about occasionally would be, you know, something to the, like dumblaws.com. There's plenty of sites out there that are like this. And because of the internets, we always thought, we thought it was so cool to be able to see just how creative our legislatures can be. And uh, so we talked about a recent new law in Honolulu where you can be fined 90 bucks for looking at your cell phone while crossing the street. You can chew gum and cross the street. That's okay. But looking at your cell phone, $90 fine. So in Massachusetts, under the same dumb laws, I'm surprised our folks in Connecticut didn't think of this because they tax everything here. Um, an ordinance declares goatees illegal. This is in Massachusetts right now. Unless you first pay a special licensing fee for the privilege of wearing one in public. This is still on the books <laughs> in Massachusetts. Again, Connecticut, I mean, you guys are clearly not creative enough. If Massachusetts has a goatee law, you just, you're not putting your heads together. <laughs> yeah, but in Massachusetts, it's also illegal to give beer to hospital patients. That is true. Or using tomatoes in clam chowder production. <laughs> well, then it wouldn't be New England style. Correct. It'd be and New York style. Yep. That would be like. The Red Sox versus the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, well, the Yankees can play. The Red Sox would all be fined <laughs> for wearing goatees. So uh, I don't know. Dumb laws, man. Where would we be without them? Let's go on to Cheryl and Prospect. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, Eric. What's up? Uh, I have come to the decision that I cannot turn my computer off anymore. You've decided you can't? No, because every time I turn it off... Yeah. And then when I go turn it back on again, yeah. I get a temporary profile. 
Okay. And of course, I've done quick every. I do. A, I try to do a quick scan every day. I even do full system scans, mm-hmm. and there's no security risk or anything because I have Norton 360, mm-hmm. and I have to constantly go back to a restore point. And what does come up on my screen is gobbledygook about my printer. Mm-hmm. We love gobbledygook. We live for that. Yeah. So, Bob, why would her temp... And it's telling me about if this software updates and that'll let me know and all that stuff. It'll put an icon in that this software updates. I never right. see that. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then every time... So what, what happens, though, I get the six important... Like, Microsoft and downloads and installs six updates. Yeah. I have finally decided. I turned them all off. Yeah. And I turned off... I, I have it and don't check for updates right now because those were important updates. It's, right. They weren't critical. Right. So I just turned them all on, unchecked them, yep. and just told it not to look for updates. So you're taking a stand. Yeah, I know. You're just taking a stand. You're not doing it. You're not doing it anymore. You're not putting it up with it anymore. Is this Windows 7? Yes, it is. Okay. So, Bob, why would you keep getting those temporary profiles? Because there's a um, corruption in one of the keys in yeah. our registry. Yeah. And what she has to do is there's a... Um, key that has her SID that's for her profile. It has a BAK extension on the end of it. She needs to delete it. And we're, I'm going to put a link for Mike to post. As to how to delete that. How to go in and delete this that. This is a little technical. When you start messing around with the registry, mm-hmm. you can cause more trouble. Mm-hmm. Taking your stand is an option as well. We'll um, also put a link up how to back up your registry. Before, yeah, before you screw it all up. Um, so there's a so you hear there's a corruption in there, and you've got to change a file. And I, I worry for you, Cheryl, because if you do something bad, your machine may never work again. Mm-hmm. Um, how old is this computer? It's five years, almost five years and ten months old. Okay, so it's coming up there on that six year mark. It's got life left in it, obviously, and you can't keep running without your security updates occurring. You do need to have those continue, but you have corruption that has to be corrected. So. You can try what Bob's going to post, but do it at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Um, do back up your registry so you have a way to get back. Back up your data. Anytime that I you're... do. Okay, good. So there is a chance that you can make things much worse, okay. um, or you'll fix it. Now, that won't af- the, the, this, this registry thing won't affect my documents. No. No, but you want to back up everything just in case something goes horribly wrong. Okay. Because we're having to do something that is not just a simple straightforward thing you're opening up it is and it isn't um but you're opening up a registry file so try that cheryl and then otherwise you can just take a stand and not shut it down but i mean i don't think that's practical Mm. right you don't want it running forever you're going to have a power outage it's going to shut down at some point oh i know all right but back it up try what bob's going to post for you for updating your registry and that should take care of your your profile issue all right all right all righty good luck thank you let us know how you do we'll be here next week okay all right Thanks for calling, everybody. This has been great on this lovely Saturday morning. Um, I want to thank everybody for calling in. I want to thank Matt for producing. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live to computertalkwithtab.com, the old-fashioned website. You can go find our links out there and past past links at the archive links. If you like us at Tab Computer Systems on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, you can get our links in your news feed. And if you follow us on Twitter... Um, go ahead and follow us at Tab Computer Sys. It'll go into your news feed there as well. So stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And go UConn. See you next week.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.